So we're up to Perak Aleph, Pasuk Yud. We just finished Pasuk Tes, where Elkanah tells Chana, why are you not eating and why are you upset? I'm a better husband to you than having ten sons. So Chana realizes that Elkanah has given up hope of having children, and his tefillahs are not going to have as much meaning. And therefore, she basically realizes she's on her own. She's the only one that's davening uh, in her mind, properly for her situation. So, Vatakam Chana, Chana gets up after realizing this. After eating and drinking in Shilai. And this likely does not mean Chana herself ate and drank, because we'll see in a couple of psukim that Eli is going to accuse her of drinking and being drunk. And she says, no, she didn't have anything to drink. So, likely over here, this eating and drinking is referring to Elkanah and the rest of the family. But in either case, Chana gets up after the eating and drinking. And Eli, who's the Kohen Gadol, is sitting on a chair. In the doorpost of the Heichal. So he's sitting in the Azara on a chair. How is he able to sit on a chair? We know the famous rule that only a king from Malchus based David is allowed to sit in the Azara. So the Ramami Pano says that at this point... There was no Malchus based of it, and so a special dispensation was made only for the Kohen Gadol that he was allowed to sit in the Azara. Then another pshat is, Yeshev Alakise does not literally mean a chair, but it means an appointment. He was, Yeshev Alakise was sitting on a uh, ceremonious kind of chair, meaning he was raised in his position, and either on that day he was appointed to be Kohen Gadol, or he was appointed to be the Shoifet on that day, but it's more of a metaphysical type of chair. So Chana is very bitter. She davens to Hashem. And she's crying. Now, this is a weird Lashem, which literally means on Hashem. So, a couple of Mepharshim on this. Speak to this. The Kliyakar says that she was davening on matters relating to Hashem. That she was... Her whole tefillah for Shmuel was that she did not want Shmuel for her own purposes. She didn't want Shmuel so she could have nachas, or she could have schusim, or someone to say kaddish for her. That wasn't her intention. She only wanted a son so that that person, that, that child, would be mekadesh shem shemayim and bring greater kedusha onto the world. It was a totally pure intent, and that's what it means. Al Hashem, al devar Hashem. That was a pure tefillah. Another pshat is that the spal al Hashem that the Gemara in Brachas, which we'll get to in a couple of weeks, says that she spoke very harshly and she spoke like um, very confrontational type of words to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Marsha says that she was like negotiating, very similar to Choni Amagel, we find also that negotiated, so to speak, with God, which is considered to be a little bit of chutzpah but on their level, it's, it's, a, it's okay, it's allowed, because they have pure intent. That's what the Mikhtav Melio says, that only someone with Chana's intention pure intent and level of, int- of, of pure intent would be able, would this be an appropriate uh, type of language to use? So, uh, so Uvachai uh, Sifkan, she cries, she's crying because the Gemara tells us Shari Demois are never lacked. So the Pasa continues, the next Pasa continues, Vatidar Neder, she makes a Neder, we'll see in a minute what the Neder was. Vatimar, and she says, Hashem Tzvakas, Hashem, Master of Legions. The Gemara tells us this is the first time that HaKadosh Baruch was referred to with the name of Tzvakois. Chana was the first one to use it. And she says, If you'll see the suffering of your maidservant, uh, and you'll remember and not forget your maidservant, and you give your maidservant male children. So first of all, what's with the double Russian of Roy Sireh? So Chazal say that she's saying, 
Ra'oi, if you see my pain and give me a child, great. But if not, Sireh, you'll see what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and seclude myself with someone that's not my husband. And my husband's going to suspect me of being a Saita. He's going to make me drink the May Saita. That is going to cause your name to be erased. That's another explanation of Al Hashem, at the spell Al Hashem from the previous Pasuk. That she's saying, Hashem, I'm going to cause your name to be erased. In order that I'll be proven innocent, and as the Pasuk says, I'll have children. And so that was sort of the scheme that she was telling in Kaddish Baruch Hu that she would create. Now there's three Lashonas of HaMasecha in her tefillah. And the Gemara tells us that she's referring to the three mitzvahs that a woman uh, takes upon herself. And as we learn in the Perak of Bamem Adlikin, that a woman is um, susceptible at times of childbirth, a sakon if she doesn't do. They are uh, Nida, Chala, and Hadlakas Neiras. So she's saying, I kept all of these, and therefore there is no reason why I should not merit a child. The Pasa continues that if you give me a child, call you So this is her neder. She promises to give it to, to Hashem. He's going to be in the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu all his life. And a razor will never come upon his head. Um, that's the plain shot. Another shot is, this is actually a machlekes in the Gemara, in the Gemara Nazir. Reb Noray says that she promised to be a Nazir. Reb Yaisi argues, Reb Yaisi says, no, that it's Moira from a Lushan of Yira, fear. She's saying that my son is never going to be fear or intimidated of other people. He, he's going to be a Shaifid, he's going to be a Dayan, and he needs to not be intimidated by any of the litigants. And so that's why, that's something that she is, uh, I guess, a tefillah, that she is um, um, requesting from HaKadosh Baruch Hu that her son have that midah. The Radak over here is very interesting. He really has a lot of questions on this neder of Chana. He says, first of all, how could a woman make her son a Nazir? First of all, we know in the Sechtas Nazir, it's a clear Mishnah that says that only a man is allowed to make a child a Nazir, not a woman. That's first of all. Second of all, he says, how could she make a Nazir, even a father? How could you make a Nazir, a child that's not even in the world yet? So Shmuel wasn't born yet. So he questions that. And then further, furthermore, he says, he, he's bothered at the end of, he, he has about the four or five questions, but the best question, the one that I really liked is, he says, and I don't understand why nobody before me asked this question. Like he looked in the Gemara, he looked in, I guess, the other Rishonim before him, and he wanted to know, why is nobody else asking that question? I'm sure we've all had that issue sometimes when you learn a Gemara and you think you have a great question and you're wondering, either I'm missing something or if not, why, it seems so obvious, why did nobody else ask it? I got a kick out of that out of that, uh, out of reading that Radak. Okay, Pasuk Yedbeis. So she continues to daven at length, in front of Hashem, and Eli is watching her mouth, observing it to see if there's any words coming out that he can hear. But Chana is davening to herself. She's davening quietly. Um, and this is the source for Halacha that uh, a person has to concentrate. She's speaking from her heart. She is concentrating on the words, and that is the source uh, the Radak brings down, that this is the source for a person has to concentrate on what they're saying. Only her lips are moving, but no words are being formed. So Eli suspects that she is a shikr, from which the Gemara learns out that a person is not allowed to daven while they're shikr. Now she was davening in the style of Shmon Esrei that we daven today, which is quietly where only you hear the words and no one else. But apparently it seems from most of the Mepharshim hold that that was not common in those days. In those days, especially when a person was in tremendous pain, they would raise their voice 
at some points during the tefillah. So from the fact that she was davening a lengthy tefillah, which was unusual, and from the fact that no words were coming out, no, no audible words were coming out, he suspected that she was shikr. A shikr person tends to r- r- ramble on and on with, with, without getting to a point or without concluding, and so he suspected that she was a shikr. Now the Vilna Gaines is a, an, a very interesting uh, shot. He says that Eli actually consulted the Urim Vitumim, which we know used to light up with letters based on a question. And he asked the Urim Vitumim, what is with this woman? You know, he wanted to know, is, there, is, this, is this correct or is there something inappropriate going on? The letters that, that lit up were Reish, Shin, Chaf, Hey. So he interpreted to, to spell out Shikaira. So that's why he thought she was a Shikar. But actually... When she replies to him, which we'll see in the next passage, she tells him, no, you're incorrect. You didn't interpret it correctly, but rather you should read it as Kisara, that I'm davening like Sarah. I am davening out of pain that I don't have a child, just like Sarah Imenu. But be that as it may, so Eli now suspects that she's shikar. So Vayomer Eli, Eli tells her, how long are you going to be drunk for? The Gemara learns out from here that when you see someone doing something wrong, you're supposed to correct them, you're supposed to give them teichacha, even if it's only a dirabonon, which this was. Hasirias yenech me'aloyich, right? Not davening while you're shikr is only a dirabonon. So hasirias yenech me'aloyich, wait until you sleep it off. Go and sleep it off or take a walk and then come back and daven when you're not drunk. So vatan chanav ha'toymer, so chanav responds and says, loya doini, you're, no, my master, you're incorrect. Ishok shasruach anoichi, I am a woman of a uh, of of bad spirit. In other words, I I'm I'm a suffering person. So the Radak learns that you read it loy adoini that loy kama no adoini my master that she was saying no my master you interpreted the situation wrong. But the Gemara learns out that loy adoini there's no common. She's saying loy adoini you are not my master, meaning that you obviously do not have ruach hakodesh and you interpreted your um, the Urim Vitumim wrong, because if you did, you would have realized that, uh, 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 that I was not doing anything wrong. In other words, if you had Ruach HaKodesh, then you would uh, have judged me uh, properly and recognized, uh, realized Ruach HaKodesh that I was doing something appropriately. The Gemara also learns out that uh, from the Pasuk of Yisem, Nikiyam, Hashem, and Yisrael, that when someone is accused of doing something wrong, that it is appropriate to defend yourself, to remain innocent, both in the eyes of Hashem and in the eyes of people. So that is why Hannah responds to him and tells him that he is mistaken. So she continues, Ishik shas ruach anoichi, I am of a broken spirit. I drank neither old wine or, or, or young wine or strong wine. But I am davening to Hashem. And I, since I'm communicating with Hashem, Hashem can hear me without making, without making loud uh, words, without saying my words loudly. So therefore, why do I have to raise my voice for other people to hear? Don't. Uh, accuse me of being a person of low values, but rather, he may write sichi vechasi out of sichi uh, out of my grievances vechasi and anger. Dibarti anhein I spoke until now. So, a couple of things in the pasuk. First of all, alti tenes hamaschal ufnei bas yal. So literally, it means that don't accuse me of do, being a woman of low values, meaning don't accuse me of being a drunkard who davens when it's inappropriate. But the targum interprets it that it actually, she's saying, she's referring to Penina. She's saying, please don't berate me in front of that woman who's the Belial, because why? If you're going to berate me in front of her, then she is going to rejoice over my disgrace. She didn't want Penina to see her uh, being accused of being a 
Shikr. Kimirai Sikhi Vikasi is referring to Khana saying, I, I'm sorry that I said Layadoni. I used harsh language to say Layadoni, you're not my master. But it's coming from a place of grief and anger. That's where it's coming from. I didn't mean to question uh, to question you and I didn't mean to be chutzpidic towards you, but rather it's coming from a place of grief and anger. And also she's saying that my tfilo was sikhi vachasi was 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 because of was caused by Meirev Sichi from the jealousy and chasi from the provoking that came from Penina. That's why Dibarti Adhena, that's why I spoke uh, such a long tfilo. So Vayan Eli Vayomer Eli responds and says, Khil Shalom, go in peace. So here we see that when someone accuses someone falsely, they're supposed to give them a bracha. Also, Lechil Shalom, Eli tells her that don't, uh, don't uh, have any more conflict with Penina. Don't blame her or try to get her back. But rather, Lechil Shalom, go in peace and just have bitachon. And what will happen? God will grant your request. That you requested. So, the uh, the Mepharshim say that Eli actually, this was a Rashi and the Radak bring down, that this was actually Nevuah, that he said to her, your tefillah was answered. He got back his, his, um, his Nevuah at this point, and he's saying, you don't need to worry, I can see that your tefillah has been answered. Sheila Seich is spelled without an Aleph. Normally, from the word Sheila, Shin Aleph Lamed is the Shairish, but here it's spelled without an Aleph. So, the Medrash Shmuel says, that this is referring to shalol, shlol, spoils, that he was saying, Eli was saying that your son is not only going to be healthy and be a tamachacham, but he's going to collect a lot of spoils in Taira, meaning he's going to get much knowledge in Taira. The other pshat that Rashi brings down is that it's referring to like, like shilya, like a placenta, meaning it's referring to a child, that you're going to have an offspring. So Vatoymer, so she responds, your maidservant should find favor in your eyes. She is now asking Eli to continue to daven on her behalf. So the woman went on her way and she ate. She no longer had the same look on her face. That lushan of Lidarka is the lushan of a woman having a period. That till now she was not having a period and now she got it back. So she realized that it was coming true. Her ability to have children was coming to fruition. They get up the next morning. Why the next morning? This is because the Pasuk in Re'e says that when you're finished being Eila Regal, Ufanisa Vabaiker, get up in the morning and turn back in the morning, go back. So Eli and his family got up in the morning. They bowed down. Remember we said before, Vishtachavu is a Lushan of Tefillah. So they were thanking, they were saying Maidim, they were thanking Akandash Baruchu for Elkanah also realized that now that Khana has her period, she's able to have children. So they are thanking Akandash Baruchu for granting their tfil, answering their Tefillahs. They come home to Ramah, and Chana knew his wife, Elkanah knew his wife, Chana, uh, intimately, and Hashem remembers her. So, meaning that Hashem uh, was going to grant her a child. And uh, they make Xerah Shaveh, the Gemara Rosh Hashanah makes Xerah Shaveh between saying here, Vayiskerah Hashem, and the Pasuk by, um, I believe it's Emar that talks about Rosh Hashanah, it says, Shabbosayin Zichroin Trua, they make Xerah Shaveh, that she was actually remembered on Rosh Hashanah. But even if she was not remembered on Rosh Hashanah, like some of them of Farsham learn, but it, 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 still, 
just like uh, we read about Sora that Hashem Pakar is Sora, Hashem remembered Sora and answered her and gave her a child, so too here Hashem remembers Chana, and that's why this is the Avtaira of Rosh Hashanah, which has to deal with Zikara and Akadosh Baruch remembering us favorably. It was after the passage of time. Chana is pregnant and she has a child. She calls him Shmuel. Why? Because he, she says in honor that I requested him from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the name Shol, which is closer to Sheiltiv, was not used, the Redak says, because Shmuel is a conjunction of the words Shaul Mekel, requested from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so therefore there is a Mem, and his name was, Shaul, was Shmuel as opposed to being named Shaul.